welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. House and, in, and online, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Tonight, I am teaching on a very important subject, which I know I won't finish. So, let's say part one of thinking like God. I'm teaching on the subject that will help you to think like God. Somebody say thinking like God. Oh, say thinking like God. You know, when, when, when you, are, you are a novice in your walk with God, you would think that it's blasphemous for a man to think like God. But I'm going to show you by scripture in the next 45 minutes to 50 minutes that God actually designed us to think like him. We are supposed to think like God and not like our mothers, our fathers, our grandfather. No, God did not call us to think like men, but we are supposed to think like God. I want you to close your eyes and pray that God Give me understanding to what I'm about to hear. Because you got to understand this. It's going to help you in these times we are entering into. You want to pray that God give me an understanding to what I'm about to hear. In the name of Jesus. Thinking like God. Thinking like God. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 3. Pardon me for my sneezing. I hate dust. What profit has a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? What profit has a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun. Give me the NIV of that. What does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? <laughs> when you are going to leave everything behind, Ecclesiastes written by King Solomon is asking, what does man gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? All your labor, all your gettings, as you toil to gain things, you must understand that none of them will follow you to the grave. So there is something that, will, that should cause you to be able to be that man who will use what you get, what you have, who you are, to connect to something that will follow you from here to eternity and be with you forever. Because your labors to get a car, 
it will mean nothing the day you lose your life. Your labors to build a house will mean nothing the day you exit your body. But there's something you got to, we got to understand that will make our labors become profitable. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 13. The Bible said, I devoted myself to study and to exploit by wisdom all that is done under the heaven. What a heavy burden God has laid on men. Because you see, if you lack understanding and you lack wisdom, life will be messy and life will be very hard. And life may not mean anything to you and may not leave you as a blessing for your next generation. Give me the amplified version of this. The Bible said that, and I applied myself. I applied myself. So it is not something that somebody must do for you. Christianity is not an irresponsible religion. It's not a call to irresponsibility. It is not a call to say, I don't know what, to, what I did. I don't know what happened by the devil. Christianity is not an irresponsibility. He said, I applied myself by heart and mind to seek and search out by human wisdom all human activity under the heaven. It is a miserable business which God has given to the sons of man with which to busy themselves. There is something we need to apply ourselves to. There is something we need to incline ourselves onto. And that is to think like God. It is not blasphemous to think like God. By the end of the teaching, you understand that it is a calamity to think like your mother. It's a calamity to think like your father. It will be a calamity on you to think like your uncle because every man's wisdom has limitation. Every man's wisdom is compromised in a certain light of God's wisdom. Man's wisdom is compromised in a certain light of God's wisdom. So if you desire to think like your relative, you are going to limit your life in the spirit. You are going to limit your purpose as God's ambassador. You are going to limit your purpose as a representative of God. We cannot represent God by thinking like men. We must think like God. Say, I will think like God. Say, I will think like God. It is your calling to think like God. So Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 17 to 18. I'm building a point. And it's not in a rush at all. He said, I gave myself, my heart, to know wisdom. Your problem, my problem, is that we have not dedicated our heart, our minds, to look for wisdom. When we find, the devil knows that when we find wisdom, we finish them. Now, Solomon is saying, I gave my heart to know wisdom. It means he set out 
to search for wisdom. He deliberately, he wanted, you see, at the point of your frustration, you must look for wisdom. Because when you find wisdom, the Bible said that wisdom is the principal thing. When a man finds wisdom, he gains advantage. So Solomon said, I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. <laughs> I perceive that this also is vexation of the spirit. Verse 18. And in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increased knowledge increases sorrow. Because the more you know within the human perspective of wisdom, you realize that human wisdom doesn't take a man far. The more you get to know the exploits of human wisdom, you see that it is so limited, it's so dangerous, and it ends a man nowhere except the wisdom of God that can sustain a man. Say, I would think like God. Now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It is in the capacity of the saved man to think like God. A carnal man cannot think like God. A man who is not saved. A man who has not received the regeneration of spirit. He does not have the capacity to think like God. But you and I who are saved, we receive and we have been empowered. Powered and then down to have the ability to start to think like God. The Bible said that, and God said, let us make man in our image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Who has dominion? God. All dominion is ascribed to him. So when God created man, God was creating another of his kind. Another of his kind. So he said, let us make man in our own image. So we don't have the image of donkeys. We don't have the image of a fish. We don't have the image of cattle. That is why we have dominion over all the creation of God. So God brought man into the world and God placed man in his class. It takes you to be in a realm to have the features of those who are in that realm. So the other day I told you, a cat can come around and do meow, meow, meow. All you will say is that a cat is just making meow, meow. But another cat around will understand the meow, meow, meow. Maybe the meow tonation and depth of it is that, where is my friend? Where is my other friend? And the friend, you see that the friend will come around. He said, hey, today I've not eaten. Who has a rat in his house? That is the language, but you don't understand. If a dog is here, until you train the dog to start learning how to understand you, he literally does not understand you. So when you hear a dog barking, it may not mean much to you. Because in your realm, that communication is not there. That is why they say, he that speaketh in unknown tongue speaketh mysteries. 
Because to the human understanding, you will not understand Mahade I don't know, but you are communicating with the Spirit of the Lord, but an Ewe will not understand. A girl will not understand. An a chief man, an Englishman will not understand Maybe all that I've said is that I'm saying grace be upon you. So, God created man. God created us to be in his realm. Not a second feeble to his realm. But we are in his realm. We are in his realm. Are you following the teaching? Even though Solomon had God's wisdom and abundantly available, he chose to think like a man. Solomon is a representation of a lot of people in church today. Though we have the capacity, though we have the privilege, though we have the access to think like God, we are choosing to think like man. But the realm of man is full of failure. So he said, when men say there is a casting down, because you are in another realm, you will say that there is a lifting up. It is not, it is not when men are discomfort, discomforted, you will be comforted. No, you may also be in the same fire they are in. They will say there is a casting down. But even though you are also in the fire, you will say, that there's a lifting up. It, is, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the walk with God, your walk with God will not always make sense. In fact, majority of time, it doesn't make sense. Majority of time of our walk with the Spirit and our walk with God, it does not make sense. But you are in the realm of God. It doesn't make sense for God to look into the atmosphere and say, let there be light. But immediately God said it. The Bible said, and there was light. It is not in the dictionary of man. If you want light, you go to ECG. Get poles, pay, get cables, connection. Then you get light. But in the realm of God, God says, let there be light. And there was light. And this is why as a believer, as a child of God, you must desire. That has been my highest desire. And when you enter into that realm, you begin to operate like God. A man who thinks like God will operate like God. A man who thinks like God will speak like God. A man who thinks like God will speak with authority like God. Jesus forgave people and the people were confused. They have forgotten that this man is God in man. When you begin to think like God, you become God in man. You will do things that people will marvel and it will be ascribed, the glory will be ascribed to God because God has given birth to another of his kind in the flesh. That is why we can pray for the sick and the sick will be healed. That is why we see miracles, God working miracles through us. Because our vessel can connect to his power. I pray that I will get even one person, only one person, 
who will say, I want to think like God. It, 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 it is not a natural thing. How can, you see, if you want to think like God, God can let you fetch a water. Jesus said, fill the vessels, six of them with water. They need wine. Jesus said, fill it with water. When you think like man, you will start insulting the man. So Paul said that see no man after the flesh. Because you operate in the realm of God. Jesus said, fill the vessels with water. And it's ordinary. Wake up and pray every day. Study the Bible every day. Serve me. Give me your heart. Give. So it looks ordinary. Be dedicated to kingdom agenda. Be dedicated to your work with God. It's so ordinary. Come for teaching service. Come for prayer meeting. Be in Sunday service. Be there for the church. Be there for my word. Be kind to people. It looks so ordinary. But out of that, if you think like God and you obey the simplest order, you will see the most beautiful miracle you have never seen before. It is your, our duty to rewire, to recalibrate, to retune because the times we are entering are dangerous times and we need to re-incline our minds and readjust our minds back to where we belong to think like God. And, and if everybody in the kingdom begins to think like God, the church will not be stoppable. You can't stop any Christian if he thinks like God can't. The power of God will flow naturally because we will so much understand the oppression of God's power that we will never despise the things of the spirit. The more we think like men, like Solomon, when Solomon deviated, Solomon followed God for 20 years and he deviated. When he began to think like men because he had money, when the man has money, he begins to think about more iniquity. When the man has money, he begins to think about things that does not pertain to life and godliness. He began to marry by heart. He began to do worship other gods because money is very deceptive. He lost his mindset about God. Now, let me help you somebody. You, you see, most of the time spend so much time, most of us, we spend so much time on our body. We spend so much resources on our body, on our hair, whether male or female. Right now, the men are even competing with the women. Yeah. Nails, your skin, to throw through fresh. <laughs> so much money. Husbands, when you hold your wife's skin and it's soft, it's saying, this is money. Give me more money. We spend so much money on our body and we neglect a certain part of the body. I'm going to show you. We neglect the health, the strength, and the well-being of our brains. We care less about the state of our brains. We care less about the state, the status of our brains. We don't care the health of our brains. And there are many Christians who are sick in their minds. Yeah. 
They are believers, but they are sick in their mind. They are believers, but their minds are weak. There is a scripture, look for it for me. I think it's in Ephesians or Peter, First Peter. He says, strengthen the groins of your mind. It means that you can have a very weak mind as a Christian. And there are many Christians who have very weak minds. Disabled minds. Minds that is not working. Yeah. So you see that when they behave some way, it is not out of their spirit. It is out of a sick mind. Oh Jesus, help me push this thing. The brain is the key to human existence. The brain. It is so critical to your life and your existence that you should pay all the price to get it in good shape. So you see that even in the corporate world, they give you days off or leave. In the year, they'll give you leave. They will advise you to go for vacations. God planned it that every day, naturally, you will fall asleep. Are you here with me? Your brains, the state of your brains gives us a picture of your life. Say thinking like God. Say thinking like God. So your, 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 your brain is your most valuable. When somebody is brain dead, sometimes people are declared dead. Not because their kidneys fail. Your kidney can fail and your brain is working. They will not declare you there. But your brain, when it dies, let every organ work. You are declared dead. Are you following me? So, let me give you some interesting statistics about the brain. And write it down. It will help you. It will shock you that we have taken the brain for granted. Yeah. If you get to know the value of your brains, you will, you, you will understand why you have to think like God. God will not go and stake Lotto. So you, when you think like God, you will stay in a realm where you are not defeatable. You are above only not beneath. So, the brain weighs only about three pounds but determines or but determines what the rest of your body will become. When somebody is affected with stroke, the brain Your eyesight, the brain. Nervous system, your brain. Your hearing, your brain. Muscle coordination, your brain. Please follow this. But it weighs so little compared with the whole weight of your body. It consumes 25% of our blood oxygen supply. So every 
25% of the concentration of oxygen in your blood feeds the brain. Wow. <laughs> 25%. Let me give you more. The brain handles 10,000 thoughts daily. Over 10,000 thoughts. In 24 hours, your brain has processed 10,000 thoughts. Every day. I'm coming. The brain regulates over 103,000 heartbeats in 24 hours. So in every 24 hours, your brain is processing and regulating and coordinating 103,000 heartbeats. Your brain controls over 600 muscles in your body. Your brain. That small three pounds um, organ, it, it, it controls over 600 muscles of your body. Coordinates 103,000 heartbeats. And over 10,000 daily thinking thoughts. The brain coordinates over 23,000 breaths in a day. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me to break this thing down for your people. It also controls your emotions. This small brain, your emotions, your will, your thinking, your spiritual life. Here. Yeah. What we do with our minds determines what we do with our lives. What you do with your mind will determine what you will do with your life. So if in the brain there is madness, the man will be a madman. You don't call a man, a madman, <laughs> until the brains have gone mad. So what you do with your mind, whatever is going on in your mind is what will go on in your life. Say, thinking like God. Yeah, so he said, wherefore, get up the loins of your mind. And when you hear loins, it means that they are cords or um, cables or connections that strengthen something. God is speaking through Peter and saying, let my people strengthen their minds. Let them pay attention to their mind because look, you will either be a defeatist or a victor depending on what is going on in your mind. Oh, yes. What is going on in your mind? And the people said, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers in our own eyes. So though they were covenant children, 
Though there were people who had a relationship with God, they have defined themselves as grasshoppers and left their, their status, their spiritual status as lions, as kings, as priests, as prophets, as children of God, as ambassadors of Christ. They saw themselves as grasshoppers instead of lions. As at, 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 at least, at least, they should have seen themselves as snakes. Because Jesus once said, I'll be wise as what? Serpents. Or at least they should see themselves as ants. But they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And they said, we cannot, we are not able to take the land. But Joshua and Caleb, they refused to see themselves they refused to see themselves as grasshoppers. Proverbs 23, 7. Oh, Jesus. Kibala kafaka be makota fahayash. Le kapole kafala basha geda bahadeyash. He said, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you are what you think. You are what is happening in your mind. Don't deceive yourself. Your engagement, the, the fabrication of your mind. That is why sometimes when you are driving and the driver just crosses you, sometimes all you say is that, are you okay? <laughs> like, are you okay? Is that everything is everything okay here? Because if everything is okay here, you will be okay. And you see, the secret is that no, no force can defeat God. So if we begin to think like God, we establish our positions as victors and overcomers and triumphants. I'm praying for somebody that you will begin to think like God. May this teaching bring you to a place where you will think like God. You will communicate like God. You will walk like God. You will move like God and you will stand like God. Can I hear a big amen? So I saw a quote some time ago. I've quoted it before. It said, sow a thought and reap an act. Sow an act and reap a harvest. And a, a habit. And sow a habit and reap a character. So in, eventually, your character has its roots in your thoughts. Your lifestyle is better by your thought style. Your lifestyle is bet in the womb of your thought patterns. Sow a thought, you reap an act. Sow an act, you reap a habit. And sow a habit and you reap a character. So your character today, everything that characterizes your personality was as a result of a thought that you generated in your mind. Christianity is not a religion of madness, but it's a religion of the mind. A lot of your Christian life and character and your Christian traits and tendencies and capacities 
are going to originate from your mind. So the Bible said that let this mind be in you. Your mind is too important than you think. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So there is a mind a Christian must have and develop and exercise and use. There is a mind. No, you see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a certain mind though. It was not a spontaneous something. They had a certain mind. Daniel had a certain mind. The king said nobody should pray in the name of Jehovah, in the name of the God of the Israelites, in the name of the God of the Jewish people. The announcement was made. The man was praying them all. And this time he opened his window. He started praying. You have to have a certain mind to manifest in a certain form of man. Oh, yes. The mind of Christ is, was a very wild one. Knowing he was going to lose all his glory for a period and become as human, you need to have a certain mind to be able to get to a place where you want to please your father at all costs. Your mind must be wired. You must prepare your mind for battle. You must prepare your mind to face your Goliath. You can't win a battle against Goliath with a, with a weak mind. Christianity is a call to strong mindset. It's a religion of the mind. So you don't become a Christian by your outward action. You become a Christian by internal engagements. Then it begins to pour out of your life. So the religion we are talking about is not some activity that brings you into Christianity. But something takes place in your mind and then that thing is a deposit of a capacity to become like God and to be like God and to think like God and to speak like God. That is why you hear testimonies that they lay hands on the sick and boils dry up. Typhoid disappears. Fibroids disappears. Barren wombs are open. Human beings have no power to operate in that. It only takes a supernatural power. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 7. Quickly. Give me a subversion. I'm getting to the wrapping up stage. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think. <laughs> so you see, every in, in ungodliness, thinking is engaged. In righteousness, thinking is engaged. Your mind is not absent from your activity. But we don't take care of our minds. We are polishing our shoes every morning. But we don't polish our minds every morning. He said, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled, me, nobody can control me. I cannot be controlled. I am a guy of my own. The Bible said that those who are controlled by the spirit of the Lord, think about things that are please, that please the spirit. So, God, I want to please you. God, I want to please you. God is saying, 
pay attention to your mind. Pay attention to your brains. Think like me. Then you can please me. Yeah, without faith, it is impossible. It means that the operation of faith is dependent on the functionality of your mind. The operation, even you operating in faith, you will need a certain kind of mind. You will need a certain kind of mind. You will need a certain kind of mind to pay your first fruit. You will need a certain kind of mind to sow seeds in the work of the law. You will need a certain kind of mind to dedicate your time, your energy, your resources that you could have used for other things to get certain kind of physical remuneration. You need a certain mind to say you want to serve God. You need a certain mind. To even respond to the call, you need a certain mind. You need a certain mind. Hannah had a certain mind. You have not even seen the child. You've given it to God. If, you see, faith cannot operate outside a mind that has been strengthened in the spirit. You need a certain mind to speak and operate like Hannah. You need a certain mind to operate like Abraham. Take your only son. A mind, it takes a certain mind. A certain mind. A mind that has been cared for. Brains that have been protected. Kadabahayas. And they don't even talk about running away from appearances of sin. Why? Because brains, our brains are photogenic. It picks up. And what is picked up photogenically is difficult to undo. Yeah. (laughs) What you have seen it's difficult to undo. As for what you hear, sound moves faster so it can go better. But what you see, is like photo. It's there. It's there. That is why when women get broken heart, they cry, ah, then they stop. Then before you realize, they start again. Because as they are, as they are sitting there, they are remembering the scene. <laughs> It is like a funeral. Then you remember a scene where you are playing with your beloved, where you are playing with your brother. Then you start crying. So your brain, may from, from tonight, may you be somebody who will begin to protect your brains, who will begin to build up your brains, who will pay attention to your brains, because if you have to have dominion, you must have a mind that think like God. Hallelujah. He said, those verse 6, he said, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Your mind is always being controlled. But what is controlling your mind? Something is controlling my mind right now. It's the Holy Spirit. Something is controlling your mind. You cannot have a man whose mind is not controlled by anything. Something is controlling your mind. But letting the spirit control your mind. Who told you your mind is not important? I don't care. I don't care. You have to begin to care. (laughs) You have to begin to care. Your mind is very important. (laughs) You have to begin to care. You protect your stomach. 
You will not eat rice with worms. You will not eat a pear with worms. You will not eat mango with worms. But you take any form of information with worms into your mind. How can you be strong? How can you build a strong mind? That is why we have a lot of weak-minded Christians. Weak. Weak. And God doesn't want children with weak minds. You can be old in church and have a weak mind in the Lord. He said, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Don't let politics control your mind. Don't let money control your mind. Don't let lust control your mind. Don't let wickedness control your mind. Don't let unforgiveness. It takes the spirit-controlled mind for a man to rise in God. Am I, am, am I provoking somebody onto a new path? Yeah. Verse 7. He said, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. Look at it. The sinful nature, when it is controlling your mind, it leads to death because it does not move in the currency of God. When God is moving this way, the sinful mind will move this way. And yet we will be praying for the will of God to be done. But this is you, that your mind is being controlled by another force. If, if the sinful nature did not have the power to control these guys, these Christians. If the sinful nature did not have the power to control them, Paul will not take his time to teach them. The fact that you are Christian doesn't mean that your mind will develop automatically. No. It is the pain of God that his children are not paying attention to their mind. And church, you will go nowhere until your brains begin to work in God and with God and through God. Yes. Your brains, our brains must be filled with God. That is why David will look at Goliath and will not be afraid. The man spoke first and you see, you what you say is a product of what is in your head. So Goliath saw David and called David a dog. The battle of the brain. That fight was fought by the brain. David also reacted. I don't come against you. You come against me with staves and whatever. But I come against you in the name of my God. Oh, yes. Do you know that whatever you do, if you're a customer care person, and you, before you realize, Nana Kufado has come to your shop, do you know that there's going to be a brain activity, there's going to be a mind game. All of a sudden, your professionalism will rise. That is why when you are in the shop and anybody steps in with some wretched dress, you don't even, some of them, you see people on phone because the person that has come, no, the mind, her mind is telling him that, her, that this guy is not important. So he said, it never did obey God's laws and it never will. A mind that is controlled with the sin nature will never obey God. You see why we are struggling to obey God. Give me the verse 8. 
It's a beautiful one. That's why those who are still under the, under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Prayer topics without developing minds in God will yield no results. Your mind is very important. Your mind is very important. Your mind. Jesus admonished Christians to love God with all their minds. All their minds. We think that thinking is the kind of, like the mind is not anything spirit, spirit, spirit. Sometimes in the Bible, where you see mind, the Bible is actually saying heart. When you see heart, the Bible is actually saying heart and mind. So don't, their mind is very important. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Your mind, your mind, your mind. May God take control over your mind. May the spirit of the Lord drive your mind in the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. All your mind. All your mind. That is the call to the Christian. All our minds must love the Lord. All our minds. That is the call. No compromise. No but. But pastor, however, therefore, through that. No, 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 no. He said all your mind. And that is the call. That is the call. That is the assignment. That is the life that Jesus is expecting Christians to live. All your mind. No place for the world. No place for the world. You have to take the mic and sing that song again. Never fail me yet. No place. You see, God is looking for people with a certain mind. And until you develop that mind, until you develop that mind, God is looking for people to raise. But he will not raise anybody. He will raise people with a certain mind. How we think and who we think like determines the course of our lives. I don't want to think like my father. I want to think like God. No matter how nice my father was, no matter how nice my mother is, I don't want to think like her. I want to think like God. Yes. That is the realm. Don't develop the culture. To think like a human being. Think like God. That is your calling. Because man's wisdom is limited in the operations of the will of God. Can you imagine if Abraham had gone to consult a friend that God is saying I should kill my son. You think a man's wisdom will encourage him. Even his wife, he didn't tell him. He, he, he didn't tell Sarah. His wife, he didn't tell her. He said he was going to worship. Don't joke with your mind again. Don't joke with your mind. Don't joke with what enters your mind and what your mind observes and what your mind is thinking. You must learn to rebuke your mind when it's going somewhere. Rebuke it. Sometimes I'm taught in these difficult times, a lot of thoughts will be coming in your mind. 
will be coming into your mind. Suicidal, depressing, annoyance with God, annoyance with Christians, annoyed with church. Those thoughts are the devil putting. You have to rebuke it. You have to rebuke it. When your mind is um, pulling you towards evil, pulling you towards sin, you have to rebuke your mind. Because the spirit of God must control your mind. You cannot become another man if your mind is not transformed. I'm teaching. The brain becomes the center of thinking like God and loving like God. So you are either thinking like God or thinking like the world. Or loving like God or loving like the world. We are struggling. We are having marriages struggling here and there because Christians, you see, when you become a Christian, a certain expected life is expected. But a lot of us are not developing our Christian capacities. You have to take care of your mind because a maturing Christian is a Christian whose mind is maturing after God. That is a matured Christian. Not, a mature Christian is not somebody who has been a Christian for a long time. Oh, yes. A mature Christian is not somebody who has been in church for a long time. A matured Christian is a man who is maturing in mind, whose mind is becoming like Christ daily. Every day, you are picking up the mind of Christ's tendencies. And it must be yourself, putting yourself in that inclination. That, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to think like you. I want to talk like you. I want to act like you. It is a personal devotion. And nobody can do for you. No computer can do for you. No software can do for you. You've got to cultivate it. To develop your mind. I was not confused when I saw my wife. I was not confused when I had to choose between pastoring and going to Germany. I was not confused because my mind is saturated, intoxicated, filled, drunk with the things of God. Your mind is very important. What will cause Joseph to say, I cannot do this sin against God and man. His mind began to work. His mind. Hey, where I came from? I nearly died. God delivered me. They sold me into slavery. And God has favored me like this. The man has given everything in control in his house. Except what he eats. And his wife. And this is me coming to commit this. No. His mind was wired as a Jewish man. I cannot do this against God and against man. God is looking for people like that. What will cause Elijah to follow Elijah to that point? Something was in his mind though. His mind was wired. God is looking for hardcore children whose mind are hardcore. It is impossible to please God without faith. And you will get no reward 
if you follow God without faith. And it means that people can follow God without faith and they will get no reward. May it not be your story. I said, may it not be your story. I said, may it not be your story. When you become a Christian, you, you, you become a new creation. You know that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Because of time, let me move on. A new creation who sings a new song. When you see a Christian defending iniquity, transgression and sin and things that are not of God, you don't need to argue with them. You just have to know that there has been a compromise of the status of the mind of Christ in their lives. Because the new creation begins to sing a new song. The new creation begins to live another life. The new creation begins to depend on another source of life. He said, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Lord, that ye may grow thereby. The new creation begins to speak another language, another, an, another song. Give me Psalm 98 verse 1. The new creation brings every behold. All things have become new. He says, sing a new song to the Lord. You see, your mind must be grown enough and mature. Your mind must be aligned in the things of the spirit so that you can sing new songs. Yes, as a Christian. You must sing new songs. We must sing new songs. He said, for he has done wonderful this. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. Everything about that man did not literally change in the sense of perfection. When you become born again, you are never perfected in the flesh. When a drunkard receives Christ, his taste for drinking does not usually, usually, normally, it does not die. <laughs> it is a spirit that is rejuvenated. He begins a journey with Jesus. And the more he submits his mind to the leadership of Christ, the more the mind begins to gain strength. What happens to us is when we become born again, we receive supernatural tendencies. We receive divine abilities to take control over the things of the earth. But it will only mature by reason of use. So if a fornicator gives his life to Christ, it doesn't mean that suddenly he'll stop. No, he's, I don't know. I'm yet to meet a fornicator who did that. There was a lecturer I met. He said when he became born again, he was doing the work of God, but he was fornicating. He was still fornicating. He was doing all kinds of things. A lecturer. He's now a very big lecturer. I won't mention the name. He said he was, he was doing crusades. Helping with church. <laughs> when, he was, he, when he was saying it, we were all shocked. Then he said one day, 
after many years in Christianity, one day he was in his room worshiping. Then all of a sudden, he began to speak in tongues. First time he was speaking in tongues. Zebra kato bala. He was speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. He said after that day, he lost the desire for fornication. But that was not the day he became born again. He was born again. But you see, there must always be an engagement. He developed a certain mind. A certain mind. Your mind received a new capacity to operate like God. But have you developed it? Have you nurtured it? Have you worked on it? Salvation is God's business of changing the minds of people. Discipleship is God's business of changing the minds of people. Church fellowship is God's business of changing the minds of people. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. What a word. Romans 12 2. He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God, it means that allow God, allow God to help you to change the way you are thinking. Allow God. Let God means allow God. It means God is seeking permission. God is seeking our concern to change the way we think. Because where we are coming from has affected the way we think. We are in church, but we think differently. We are in church, but we have our own way of thinking. And most of us took our parents' tendencies. Your uncle, yeah, you think like so. When they say, hey, This guy is an ewer, hey, this guy is a gun. One of the things you must work on is that when people meet you, they shouldn't quickly identify you by your tribe, they should see Christ in your life. Whether ewer, whether gun, whether achim, whether ashanti, whether fanti, it should not be easily identified because the character of Christ has eaten up, has eaten up that negative tendency. May the Lord visit all of us tonight. He said, let God change the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Pastor, I don't know the will of God. But if your mind is not changed by God, you will never know the will of God. Your struggle to know who to marry is because your mind, you know, your mind secretly, you know, the things you are thinking about is not what we are thinking about. So you can see, ladies, you can go and bring a man who is vertically short. You can tell me, I don't want to marry a short man. You can bring it, oh, wait, they were too much. Pastor, you know, a medium, like, look at you. The mind is very important. I thank God. That one of the things I pay attention to is what is going on in my mind in every situation. Is God involved? Is God going to be happy? That is what you should think about. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
Your mind is your powerhouse. May God help you protect your mind. Oh, your amen is not strong. There are some people you must stop talking to. They are mind destroyers. They are never positive. They are never, they don't have any intention to please God. They just want to make it in life. I don't want friends who want to make it in life. I don't. I, I, I'm not interested in such friends. I need a friend who wants to make God proud. I need a friend who wants to walk with God. I need a friend who wants to walk in the spirit. I need a friend who is spiritual. Not somebody who wants to make it in life. If that is your prayer topic, you better change it. Because if you do I want to make it by armies, by blood or water, I will make it. I will make it. One day, you will see that opportunity will come. God is not inside. You will enter that door and that will be the end of your life. I pray that your mind will be rewired into the will of God. May the Spirit of God take over our minds. God in the Bible gave so many instructions concerning the mind. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. You see, I want to say something before I close. I have not said it. If I don't say it, the, the message is very incomplete. I'm almost there. Give me five minutes. I'll close. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. Did, did you get it? Give us the message version. He said, don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Observe with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. Tell somebody that's where the action is. That what is going on around Christ, that is where the action is. When you, know, when you are watching, I'm, I, I am sure Liverpool and Real Madrid are playing or, 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 or they are finished. Uh -huh. At this point, if a man is watching, if your husband is watching, and you have come asking unnecessary questions, you will get answers you don't like. Because the action is going on. They are watching Benzema. They are watching Mo Salah. And you are there talking about, are you ready to eat or you won't get a good answer. Because he said, he said, he said, look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. In the midst of all these challenges, God is saying, look on, observe what is going on. The action is around Jesus. May you focus your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, because that is where the action is. The action is not anywhere. The action is not anywhere. The action is around Jesus. And you see, when you begin to think like this, no, you don't need any argument. Don't do this. This is bad. That thing you have been arguing on, when you start focusing on this, you will stop arguing over it again. Because Jesus will take over your mind. And may God bring us to that point. And may God bring us to that point. And may God bring us to that point. That our minds will be so wired that faith will operate in our minds. That love will operate in our minds. Our minds will not be weak in God. Do not be weak. Do not be weak. How do we do this? That's why I said if I don't say it, I didn't preach. How do we do this? I'll continue next week. How do we do this? Scripture is the mind of God. Scripture. I mean, it's not a religious activity to do your morning devotions. 
the worst Christians are those who don't do their morning devotions. Challenge me anywhere and I'll defend it. The worst Christians on earth are people, are Christians who don't have consistent morning devotions. Yes. You will see that the, the period you have been very carnal and very foolish in the presence of the Lord are the periods you neglected your morning devotions. You had no scripture going on. You had no nothing. You had nothing. You wake up, you bath, you go to work. For seven days, just to show up on Sunday, you, you, you are ending up a weak Christian. You see, this time you need to be, you need to plant yourself because the temptations are too much. Temptation socially, temptation sexually, temptation financially, temptation mentally. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. People are recruiting people into gayism. People are recruiting this. In, uh, you, uh, you need to build your mind. Else you'll be tempted. And you begin to twist the scripture. Just to fit your folly. He said, not all of his mind though. You know, the Bible does not contain all the mind of God. But what God wants us to know. Eh, what God wants human beings to know about his mind. Are in scriptures. Any other thing, they say, oh, the Bible, uh, there's this book, Psalm 7th Law, Psalm 7th Book of Moses, Psalm 7th Noah, hey, everything God wants you to know about his mind, the way he thinks, he has said it in the scriptures. To think like God, we must think scripture. We have stopped memorizing scriptures. To think like God, we have to think scripture. Jesus, help me. We have to think scripture. Scripture, scripture, which scripture did you do Baba yesterday? Which scripture? We must think scripture. It is not a cake. It is not like some old school. No, no, no. This is what, you see the revival that is taking place there. Pure scripture. Pure scripture. People are dead just for God. No shoe, no car, no this. People are leaving their campuses and the revival is on day 11 or so and the numbers are going on. No sophisticated music. The place is charged. God is, is it, let's go back to scripture. Let's go back to scripture. Let's go back to morning devotions. Let's go back to when you are chatting with your friends, you are quoting scripture. Where are those days? We, we used to argue on scripture. I loved it on Sunday when a young lady just walked to me and said, Pastor, there's something on my mind I always want to ask a pastor, but I've not had the courage and because the pastors are unapproachable, but I want to approach you. I don't know whether you saw me with a little girl here and she was asking me a question. She said, why is it that the pastors say we should lift up our voice and speak in the language of the spirit? She doesn't think that is right. She doesn't think that is right. And I was so happy that somebody had walked to me and asked me such a question. And I said, sit down. I sat here with her and I took her through Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3. 
And we came to the point where the Bible said that they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yeah, and I explained it to her. That because the Holy Spirit was giving them utterance, they began to speak. And tongue speaking is a gift God has given to you. If I give you a car, I cannot tell you where you should take it. I've given you the car. If you are going to Lashibi, use it. If you are going to Dogono, use it. If you are going to Kasua, use it. So as the occasion demands, you can because it's an, a, a heavenly language that is tongue speaking. It's a gift. So it is not doctrinally wrong for somebody to lead prayer and say, lift up your voice and speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. And say, Pastor, thank you. Thank you. We need those days. If somebody sits with you now, Pascal, and he asks you a question, what is salvation? What will happen to a Christian when he dies? Why should a Christian suffer? Why should Christians die at a young age? Can you help the person out? I'm taking you somewhere. I don't know why I'm now feeling anointed to preach, but I'll end. You see, I'm praying that people will begin to think like God in this house. Yeah, think like God. That means thinking scripture. What has God said concerning the matter? At a point, I started preparing a lot of notes. Maybe they will turn into books, but take, taking time to talk about things that are salient now. Gambling. Gambling. They've managed to convince the church that gambling is not a sin. That oh, is a sport. It's a game. It's a sin. It's distrust in God. A Christ-centered life will not gamble. We trust in God. We've compromised so much that logic says it's a game. Oh, Manchester is playing and we have just, it's a game. No. We have to have a mind that is wired in Christ Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's why Paul encouraged the Colossians to let the mind of Christ, the word of God, dwell in them richly. The word of God dwelling in them richly. Because your father's traditions and your mother's traditions are fighting your thinking pattern. That's why people say, hey, this guy, he behaves like the father. When they say that thing, let something click in you. Has, I, 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 I am sure they've said it about you. You have to be worried. Because your mother has limitation. We must have the mind of Christ. Amen. Oh God. Next week, I'll continue. But let me add this without looking in scripture. I'll need to give you one, one scripture. Then I add it. And yes, sir, I didn't do well. Are you here? 
I'll continue from exactly where I've got into. So, I want to talk about meditation. Meditation involves prolonged thoughts or pondering over something. Prolonged thoughts or pondering over something. The part of scripture that talks so much about scripture <laughs> is Psalm 119. Did you hear what I said? The part of scripture that talks so much about scripture is Psalm 119. So much is spoken of meditation in this scripture. You see, meditation is the only way is the only way you can begin to develop your mind in Christ. So it is uh, it is likened to the digestive system of the ruminants. Is it ruminants? Eh? Ruminants. So Ruminants are herbivores like cow, cattle, those who chew grass. Their digestive system is made up of four stomach. I'm going to tell you about the process of remuneration. Like how they remunerate. So they have four stomachs. Say four stomachs. Oh, say four stomachs. <laughs> four stomachs. They have a very wild name. So I've forgotten some of them, but I know there are some that is uh, reticulum, obazum, bosum, amazum, amazum, omasum, abasum, abomasum, reticulum, the Roman, rumen. So rumen, reticulum, Omasum and Abomasum. Kai! Some people still can teach. But you see, it's a four step digesting. That is the word. You, if you don't meditate on the word, you will not benefit from it. And it means that before you can meditate, you must remember what you have studied or what you have read. So the first step for them is that they regurgitate what they have eaten. So just chewing the grass does not give the nutrients. They'll regurgitate, they'll re-chew, they'll re-salivate, and then they'll re-swallow. So that is why they have four stomach. It is the last one that the thing has become fine, 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 fine. And it begins to enter. You see, the end product of cassava is glucose. But when you eat cassava, you don't get energized immediately. When you eat fufu, what you, what you start feeling is sleep. Because all the energy in the brain is sent to digest the food in your stomach. But the end product of cassava is glucose. When you buy glucose and you eat, it goes straight into your bloodline. It goes straight into your bloodstream. That is the process of meditation. At the end of meditation, on the word of God, we are commanded to meditate on three things in the Bible. 
on God. Next week, I'll give you the scriptures. But I want you to live well. On God, on God's word, and God works. God's works. You meditate on God, on God's work, or God's word, and God's works. May you live here a changed man in your mind. I want you to close your eyes and pray. That Lord, give me the grace. Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace to think like you. 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 Like you. Let it be your prayer. Let it be your prayer. Leko bashande bahaya rakatala baba mekarota malade kasata baya lebrantos kipande abaya lesota bayada. We take after the mindset of Christ. We take after the mind thinking, the thinking patterns of Christ. From today, in the name of Jesus, we will look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We declare the loins of our minds are being gathered and strengthened in the name of Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Say it, declare it seven times wherever you are declared. Let it go into your spirit. Say, I have the mind of Christ. 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 In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that from today we will pray in the mind of Christ. We will think like you, speak like you, see like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap, offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a blessing. I I think that. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.